Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barrow. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Engerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm here in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And today we're going to talk about how to stay positive or happy or, you know, even when the tumultuous winds of change are, you know, beating at your window with the you know, the sticks. And at the end, I'm going to actually do a, an exercise to teach you how to say to the wind enough. Yeah, you know, um, if you listen to last week's show, this is a, a bit of a continuation. And um, for me, everything that we're talking about on these issues, I have to bring up the dark night of the soul. <laughs> it, it's just part of the journey. And the purpose of the dark night of the soul, there's actually a purpose to the dark night of the soul, and uh, which is an, uh, a classic initiation in shamanism, is that you're stripped of your identity that's making you miserable in the midst of all this change. And as you're stripped of your identity, your spirit, which is pure light and bliss, wakes up. And so all of a sudden you're seeing out of the eyes of bliss and love and light, everything. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's not like you're not aware of, of suffering, but one of the things that I teach over and over again is our perception creates our reality. And so when you're looking through the eyes of your own spirit and seeing the beauty of life and the beauty of people um, and everything that you see is beauty, it's not that you're not aware of the suffering, but you're so filled with light. That's all you see. But you have to get into a place where you're looking out of the eyes of your spirit um, to be able to experience that. Yes, I just came through a period where I knew it was time to leave this job for a while. And I, I was suffering. I mean, really, truly suffering. I mean, every day, the words coming out of my mouth, the conversations I was having, everything was focused on how unhappy I was with this. And I thought, like, who is this person? Like, you know, it hadn't been there for such a long time. I'm there like, well, where is that easygoing, smooth, breezy, you know, awake person? It was like, oh, my God, I don't like this person. And finally, when I had enough, you know, I, I had enough, all of a sudden, the suffering was gone. Sometimes we're like clinging to things that we don't even want to do anymore, like there's somehow there's some air left in them and there's no air left in them. And the only thing that we're doing is, you know, going down with the ship. And we've all been there. So it's not, but I, everyone said, well, how are you feeling now that you're not doing them? It's like, God, it was like the suffering was just ripped right on out when I finally made that decision. So, you know, what decisions are you clinging to that, really are just time suck and energy wasters right now. 
because there's a lot of places to put your attention. I have a friend who's very magical and she's focused on whether or not people are wearing masks. And I, I you know, and it's just like, I'm thinking, why are you putting all of your energy there? I just it can't, I'm wearing my mask because it's the respectful thing that I feel to do. And as soon as I leave the store, I take it off. But that's how I'm in. And I don't care whether or not you're wearing your mask. It's not my fight. There's a saying, it's not my, it's not my coleslaw recipe. It's not my coleslaw. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's one of the issues that we're really dealing with right now in the time of, of dissolution. Um, which we talked about last week also, is um, everybody's polarizing. And, um, and, and that's actually a waste of time, uh, you know, to try and fight that. Um, because when people get as polarized as they are, there's nothing rational. You're not, there's not a rational thread that you can connect to. Sometimes you can. Um, I know there's been some very enlightening conversations that have gone on uh, with uh, Black Lives Matter, um, where police and, and people of color have been able to have really good conversations. But mostly what we're seeing is people just screaming at each other, just screaming at each other. And purely, again, um, I'm sorry to, I'm trying to help people get through this time. And you're not going to get through this time with your ego. Your ego cannot force survival. It cannot force survival. Your mind can't do it either. In, 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 tens of thousands of years of teaching. It's only your spirit that can get you through. And your spirit doesn't fight with people. So in, in my book, and I'm not telling you what to do, I'm just sharing what I found of how I've survived um, trying to commit suicide for 67 years. Um, because of of watching all the pain on the planet and not wanting to be here. How I have survived is I keep strengthening my spirit and my spirit has a greater voice and my spirit sees, oh my God, you live in such a place of beauty. Um, This earth is incredible. Um, Did you see that wonderful... um, rock that was on the path uh, that you just was going to look over and the universe was giving you a message to try and make you smile. All of creation is trying to make us smile right now. And we're going down, a lot of us are going down a hole because there's, you go down a hole when you're just screaming at each other. When you were talking about the being the polarized and the two sides over here, what I was seeing was that it's weakening the it's weakening the fabric of existence, and that there's this like this hole, you know, that we could all fall into because we're all going to be on the precipice of these two edges, and you know we'll just all fall in and then you know gulp. So you know, do you want that or do we want to strengthen the middle together? 
you know, by weaving those fabrics of, of reality that I always say, look for, you know, what the common denominator is between you and the person that you're, you're fighting with. And most likely it's about you all care for your children. You all need to eat, you know, the, the common denominator type of things. And like, I have really good friends who, you know, said to me, yeah, I'm probably going to still vote for Trump, even though I don't like him, even though whatever, because I don't want socialism. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't quite understand that, but do what you have to do. Because what point is it going to be if I what, try to pull her by the hair over to my side? No, but what do we have in common? Well, we like to do pottery together. We like to have dinner together. We like to, you know, we like to do what we like to do together. And I think to find, I go back to it over and over again, find the similarities instead of the differences. Yeah, I, I've had um, I've had a lot of success um, having tough conversations with people when I didn't start with a tough conversation. I started with just a social conversation and getting to know the person person as person. And then all of a sudden, when we talk about our differences, we're having a rational conversation instead of screaming at each other. And I shared this story, I'm sure, before, but um, I was stuck on an airplane um, in a huge storm that ended up shutting down airports for weeks. So I was lucky I was able to get out. Um, and But we were stuck on the runway for three hours, and then I had a really long flight um, after the plane was going to take off. So this was, we're talking, it all ended up being seven, eight hours in, in total. And I was sitting next to a man who um, was a physicist at Los Alamos lab and didn't believe in climate change. And the only reason this came up was he saw me reading um, a science fiction book. Um, and I mean, at that moment, I just wanted to put my earphones in, which those of you who fly a lot know is your greatest protection sometimes. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't put them in, but we had seven hours to sit next to each other. And I said to myself, I don't want a seven hour sitting and yelling with a man on an airplane. I can't go through this. I just taught for two weeks. And we just started talking as people. And the short, just to get to the bottom line of the story, he wanted to engage in a very friendly chat about climate change. By the time we got to see that we really liked each other, he was open to hearing me where he never would have been open, never would have been open. And I wouldn't have been open to hearing his view. Yeah, that's a, that's a really tricky one too. It's just like, you just kind of really wonder what perception and what eyes people see out of when you see icebergs melting and somebody else with, I mean, an education doesn't see that. Like, you know, that how, how we can be so 
uh, have different facts. That facts are, you know, facts are something that through the eyes of the beholder or something that they're not even a fact is a fact because, and we know that throughout time, like what, you know, some of the scientists thought were facts back when they were, other people, you know, even when we believed that the world was flat and then we found out that it wasn't flat, but everyone was convinced at that time that it was. So, you know, facts are, facts can change. I, I mean, I just think that that's kind of, but there's, I think we have a social responsibility and, and this might be a stretch. We have a social responsibility to, to walk in peace with our neighbors. And because I, I'm sure the people fighting the fires up in, up in um, Northern California right now aren't saying to the guy next to him, hey, you know, who are you voting for in the next election? Or, you know, what do you think about climate change? I think they're probably all focused on the task at hand. And for us right now, the task at hand is pretty pressing that, you know, that there's a virus a little bit out of control. There's, you know, we've all been through this period and whatever we like to think about it one way or another, nature's cooperating brilliantly. And so how do we move forward from here? You know, how do we reinvent ourselves? How do people who've lost their job now reinvent themselves? You know, the people who've lost family members, you know, all of us have to, one of the things that like we have to do is we all have to pick up the pieces and build a new road together. Yeah, I think, um, I think uh, we actually could have kind of seen um, some of what was happening if we look at um, just history following behavior of people. Um, people in inner cities started, uh, it was a really long time ago. Um, I, I learned about it in the 90s and I'm sure it was before then. People in inner cities were coming together to create community gardens because they couldn't afford food in the stores anymore. And um, then we started having these, you know, really big uh, uh, tornadoes. We had Katrina and the federal government would stand up and say, don't worry, we have your back. We're going to take care of you. And not one thing. They didn't get one thing from the government. And so um, people in towns came together, didn't know each other to rebuild businesses from scratch, getting the lumber, volunteering, who had the skills to do what, who had the money to buy some materials. They all worked together, whether they liked each other or not. They built back every house in this one Southern town together and they built back every business in this one Southern town together. And that would, you know, we've been seeing that. And so now we're, we're, we're being, we don't even realize how we're being trained by the universe. Um, you know, the universe is saying, you have not been behaving and you don't know how to work together. And now you're going to have to work together. Or you're, you're not going to make it through. You, the people who are just going to try and get through on their own, um, 
you know, there are ways to do that for sure. But just imagine having a community, having your back right where you live in your own backyard um, and a place where you can contribute to. Um, so we, we've been, if you follow history, we've been moving in this direction, but we've been pushed. Mm. We've been pushed to do it. I know we become such rugged, rugged individualists, you know, that people don't even know how to ask for help. Mm. You know, I offered a friend of mine's having surgery and I offered to you, you know, if you need some help, I can make you some bone broth or this. And, you know, and yesterday a friend of mine got a promotion and she said, yeah, they want to have a going away party for me. And I'm there like, let them. And she's there like, she came over yesterday. She goes, why should I let them have a going away party for me? And I said, because it's really selfish of you not to. People want to be of service and, and celebrate you. And you're saying no, right? So we, we, we often, we don't even accept the help when it's offered. And we get into this stance like nobody can give me anything. I can do it myself. Well, what if you can't? Right. What if you can't do it yourself? And what if you need me to make you some bone broth or me to throw you a party? So I feel a little bit better about my day. You know, so it's like we've become so selfish. But some people are really struggling out there and there's a lot of stuff coming on them. They've lost their job. They might be losing their house. They've lost relatives and stuff like that. And one thing an Ayurvedic doctor told me in my early 30s was, when I wasn't sleeping at night and I was, my mind was whirling and I was getting all these nightmares and all of these dreams, he said, you know, Renee, you can ask for a peaceful night's sleep. I thought, well, well, that's a novel concept. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this other, there's this other exercise. Sandra, did you have anything else before I just did this exercise or? No, no, I think it's perfect timing. So, I have the, uh, as many of you know, the wind, wind, one of the casualties of the COVID was that my wind maker, he passed away with COVID. And that was one of the, the wind experiences that I wasn't expecting. And so I've been working with this beautiful new wind maker, wind whistle maker. He calls it um, people who love mud and wind. And, and so the people who love the mud and wind have created a, a new whistle. And so what I want to do is just a quick little journey to show you, it's not even a journey, it's kind of a meditation to show you that when, what you can do when too many things are coming your way, there's, there's a word, and I think it's in, um, an Arabic word that is taba, and it means, okay, wind enough, stop. And so what you do is I'm going to blow the wind. And, and while I'm blowing the wind whistle, I want you to see all the things that have been coming your way lately. The jobs, the things, the people that are going to all of that stuff. And then at, I'll give us a, 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 I'll stop blowing the wind. And I want you all to imagine with your hand as the sword, cutting through the wind right in front of you, like boom, and say, Taba, enough. It got it. It just got quiet when I did it. So, all right, now we're all going to close our eyes and we're going to imagine all of the things going on that are coming our way right now at this time and let them just fall because they're going to fall into the earth. The earth is going to mulch them. 
They're just falling in front of you. And then when you have enough, we'll just say, Taba, enough, be done. All right. So for this one, imagine yourself going outside so the stuff can fall to the earth and start to imagine all the things that have come for you for these last few months that you weren't planning on that are just coming your way. Let them just come land in front of you. All of the unexpected illnesses, deaths, job losses, they're all coming along right at you, blowing in the wind right for you. And now you've had enough. So get your sword out, get it out, your hand and cut down in front of you and say, Taba, enough. Taba. And as always, you can go back and do that enough. It's a simple word, T-A-B-A, Taba, enough for that wind and cut it. Could you feel that? It just like. <laughs> I definitely felt it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I actually, you just kind of went away for a while. I think I kind of transported myself a little bit while I was <laughs> Came back, I was going, is Renee talking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what will we do without these, our laughter time? <laughs> as, as people can tell, we really like each other and we do this. I think if we didn't like each other, I don't think we'd show up for this over and over <laughs> again. I mean, you mean a lot to us, but we mean a lot to us too. So, and our time does. So we really love to come here and share with you and I mean, they're just simple snippets of things that we've learned to do to help us navigate. Yeah, and if you can remember um, in, in some of your deepest, darkest moments, if you can remember that throughout history, throughout the day human beings came onto this planet, we've been going through really deep and dark times where we just happen to be in another cycle. It's not, it's not more destructive than other cycles that humans have been through before. And they left us breadcrumbs and they left us stories and they left us chants and they left us ceremonies on how to get navigate these times. 
and the people who follow the ways of spirit, those spiritual teachings, they did. They created a new dream and, and they created a new time on the planet. So you have a decision right now to make. You have a decision. Are you going to be one of those people who really steps up fully to the spiritual path and is part of the community of humans who walks together through this time into a new dream? Or are you going to be one of the ones who um, uh, can't make it? Um, because you don't have enough spiritual strength to power through. And that's what's going to be needed. And that's what's needed right now. So reflect on, on where you want to be um, in this dream right now. Absolutely. Or you might be one of those standing on the precipice who falls into the abyss we were talking about earlier, that crumbling. And that might be okay, too. I mean, I'm not judging it. Uh, both Sandra and I have uh, courses that are on, on right now. I have one on September 17th called uh, the Crea uh, Dynamic Winds of Crea Creativity. And it's an all-day hybrid retreat where you spend some time in nature and some time with me and my uh, four assistants who are going to take us through various uh, dynamics of creation. And you can learn more about it over at practicalshaman.com slash creativity. And then Sandra has a, a new program on Sounds True that she wanted to mention. Yeah, it's not. It's actually not a new program. It's an old program from. It's about two thousand and nine, but it's a really well done, um, uh, filmed uh, weekend workshop of uh, all the things around beginning shamanic journeying. Uh, journeying to the lower world, the upper world, the middle world, working with nature, working with power animals and teachers. Um, I teach a healing method and demonstrate it. We learn how to journey for another person and I demonstrate a few things on film. And so the reason I like that course uh, over some of my other online courses is it, it, it is a physical course where you actually see all the steps in action as we were doing it and um, Sounds True did a really brilliant job in editing it too so they put in some tracks from um, some of my other audios and so it's not a new program um, I've been selling it online through my website for a while now, but I will be coming on to uh, do two Q&A sessions and to be with the group. So um, if you're interested in shamanic journeying, they're giving this at an amazing price. And um, we're just getting the promotional material ready. So it'll be in my newsletter sign up on my email list and we'll have it on the shaman's cave too right and it's a new to me program how's that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well uh, we we hope you uh share share this message with other people uh sharing is caring and come over to shamans tv.com where there's an archive i can't i was just thinking about it we're we're all the way into the third quarter of 2020 so we have like a year and three quarters worth of 
uh, Shaman's Cave archives. So you can get it on Spotify. You know, if you got a long trip, you can listen to a lot of them, but you could, the, the nice thing about these is you can listen over and over and over again and hear something new. And so stay with us. Yeah, and we didn't know when we did the show what 2020 was going to end up being. <laughs> so stay with us because we're, we're always riding the wave. And stay with us so we can teach you how to do it too. Blessings, everybody.